warm welcome to the visitors. It's good to have you here while I'm preaching. Yes, I'm loud now. Yeah. Can you hear me nicely? It's amazing to stand here and share the word of the Lord amongst the brothers and sisters. I just been, my heart has been burning, it's been on fire to stand up and preach to you guys. So today I'm going to be preaching. If I'm loud, you just have to close your ears or get the earplugs because I'm full on fire of Jesus. And I just want to start with this, it's amazing. If you are a new visitor here, it will be very interesting. I went to one of the church, you know the Zulu churches, this is how they do. Say, give me K, and then give me E, give me S, give me U, give me S, and then Jesus. Okay, you don't get it, eh? <laughs> That's how they do that. And there will be the guy sitting at the back with the keyboard. And it will be so good. And he's just playing. So I want you to make that really like, you know, it's like an African church, you know. Because I've got a story to tell you about that. Give me J. Give me J. Give me E. Give me E. Give me S. Give me S. Give me U. Give me U. Give me S. Give say Jesus. Ah, there you are. Give yourself a plot. I did that in other churches, and it, I say Jesus in English. So this young man come to me at the end and said, Pastor, you are wrong. And I look at him and say, how dare you say the pastor is wrong? I'm going to clap you, man. Pastor has never been wrong. said, you don't know your spelling. You're lying. I said, oh, no, what this young man say that eventually my spelling is always wrong sometimes. He said, this is not how you say Jesus. He spelled Jesus in Zulu. So Jesus, there is no S. So he was confused. Because when you say, oh, Jesus. He, I meant to say that in Zulu. You know, Give me you. <laughs> Give me J. And then I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I meant to say Jesus in Zulu, not in English. So he was very offended by that. <laughs> so, but it's... It, uh, in one of the great moments to, to stand and, and, and just share the word of the Lord. And I was challenged with Jockey last week, big time. And it, it got me standing because Jockey says to us, if Jesus come now and says, I want to use your body, what would you say? I need your body. It got me thinking big time. And I stand, I said, Zolani, if I had to answer that, probably I would be selfish because most of the time I want to do something with my body, nothing that would glorify him. I always look in terms of my own. If I had to die for Christ. And I look most of the times where you look the people in other countries we don't have the opportunity to stand here and present the word of the Lord as we do. 
And those people, they took the moment of dying for him. Us here, we have a privilege of sitting in the church and then this is the most comfortable chairs we have. This building, we have the sound, we have everything. But to glorify him, it's so hard. I was very challenged. I said, you know what? I need to be out in my comfort zone. It's not all about me, but it's to glorify him. When I wake up in the morning, I don't wake up because it's about me. I wake up for the moment of trusting him. That will be in work. It's a, an amazing thing. We've got the, the puppy at home. His name is Facebook. We call him Facebook. Don't ask me why we call him Facebook. But puppy... The first thing that he do in the morning, he come and scratch in our door because he sleeps with my children in different bedroom. First thing at five o'clock, he's coming scratching in the door, he's barking. <laughs> and he wants me to open the door. And you look at that puppy, he's so excited to see you. He's wiggling the tail. He's jumping at you. And you know, the first thing that I do with that puppy in the morning, I, I took her for the walk before I go. He's aging for that walk. He's ready for that walk. If it's raining, not raining, if I don't feel like, because there's time where the bed is so nice, guys. But for him, he's prepared. To go for that walk. I had the picture about that puppy. Are we prepared to wake up and serve the Lord in the morning? Are we so excited to wake up in the morning? Because Jesus is coming back, church. Our days are numbered. We're not here forever. But will be the time where we'll be with our Father. Today I want to preach with everything that I have. If you've got your note, if you've got your tablet, if you have something to write on your note or someone's at the back of their neck, you can write their note in the back of their neck. It's fine. I want to read this scripture of just the content. It really makes me amazed. Oh no, Greg. Paul is writing to this church, um, Ephesians. And the way he's writing, I was thinking, what is going on in South Africa? What is going on in amongst our lives? I like because the topic says giving thanks and prayer. The only thing that will help us in South Africa is to give thanks and pray. And trust that Jesus is the one who reigns. I came across with the guys this week while I was talking to them. Everybody that I get to see them, they are just mourning. They've got their complaints. They've got their issue. For some reason, every time I get to lead people to Christ, when I'm going to NPA, anything that goes to do the renewing of the license. Because I make means of time when I think time looks long. 
Anyone been in NPA here? It's not nice. You can be angry. The people are rude there. But if you don't have Jesus Christ, you can make that thing worse. Because you can swear to them sometimes. You can do anything, but I have Christ. I make use of that opportunity. So I sit down at NPA. I wanted to cancel one of my cars, which has been stolen. So I thought, okay, because I don't want to pay for the licensing again. But the line was very long. I'm sitting in one of those chairs. It was cold. There was rainy days this week. And I thought, I'm going on a rainy day and it's going to be so good. Nobody's there. But guess what? There were a lot of people. And I sit around. The guys, they were chatting. They were having all their conversation. And then eventually this time I was climbing on the conversation. They were talking about Robert Mugabe. Ah, yeah, Robert Mugabe is dead. Yeah, Zimbabwe will set free. And then I'm like looking at these guys. And then I don't want to get into this conversation. I'm scared. Because this is getting ugly. They say all something that you don't want to be part. But I realize that I'm a light. When there's a darkness, I'm bringing light. I'm not coming to bring the something which is an argument, but I'm coming to bring something which glorify him. So these guys, they were chatting, and I said to them, can I have a scripture for you guys? I was brave there. And they said, what is, what is the scripture? One guy is asking me. I said, the word of the Lord. So what is the word of the Lord? <laughs> I said, the word of the Lord, it's the book which is black, because I was talking to the Zulu guy. It's got the black cover and the orange pages sometimes. And I said, I don't have that kind of, but I've got it on my tablet because I normally sit down and read the word of the Lord whenever there's a long line to keep me not frustrated. And I think this is the word and the scripture that I want to live with you in the church. But I'm not going to preach over the scripture. But I'll highlight a few things. But today I wanted to preach to you the power of letting it go. The power of letting it go. Because there's a lot of people, they are still slanging on something. Amanda. Amanda. That's called power of letting it go. The church, there's so many people that are clinging on something and they don't trust God. South Africa, if we can let it go of all other things and trust God, we'll be set free. I always look in terms of my puppy. When I'm putting something, he grabs on his teeth. He does not want to let it go. He will grab that and I will pull. I can even pull up on his tail. He's up. He doesn't want to let it go. It does not care that it's hurting him on his teeth. But can I tell you, when he lets it go, it's, he's free to go anyway. But if he's still holding on that, it's a dangerous that he might destroy his teeth. But this word of the Lord, Paul says in Ephesians 1, it's on your newsletter, verse 15 to 23. For this reason... 
For this reason. I wonder what was that reason. And I'm seeing the people of Ephesians sitting down waiting for the letter to know what is this reason. I think some of people, when we're receiving the letter, we're not so patient. We were aiming the people of Ephesians and the church, they wonder what is Paul is saying to us. He said, for this reason, even since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and your love for all God's people, can we have the love of God's people out here? It's time now as a church to love the people out there. It's so hurting me when the believers, they don't have the love of God's people. Let's repent, church, and start loving these people out there. My children always remind me, every time when I'm passing through the robot, I've got a friend that's begging over there. Eventually, I did not know he's my friend until my children told me, that's your friend, dad. I got to love him because my children, they say, Dad, did you buy anything for your friend? I developed the love of that guy. I'm coming across every time to that robot and asking him, how are you doing? Because he's God's people. Let's love the people. Paul was saying this to these people of Ephesians. You must have the love of God's people. And I have not stopped giving thanks for you. Remembering you in my prayers. Matthew just did a good example now. It's not about giving the money, but you can remember these children in your prayers as well. Remember them in your prayers. I get into Stockville and working with these little kids. Every time I remember about them because, you know what? As Jesus says, that let the children come to me. Because the kingdom... It's death. This South Africa, I'm tired of what's going on in Stockville, but I remember them in my prayers. This past week, I get there, this man has beaten this woman until the whole teeth is out. Not the, just the teeth, the whole gums, they were out. There were police, there were everything running around there because he has cheated. There's a whole lot of story of the abuse. And I'm sitting there, I'm saying, Lord, I cannot help here, but I want to remember them in the prayers. Let's let it go, the power of letting it go in trying to do things in our own strength and trust him. And I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ the glorious Father may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation. The spirit of wisdom. Isaiah says, he will give us the counselor and the spirit of wisdom. We need wisdom. We need wisdom in the church. So that we may know better. And I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope which has called you. Our hope is not in the man. Our hope is in him. 
Let's shift our eyes and have a hope in Him. In the riches of His glory, in inheritance, and His holy people, and His incomplete great power, for who believes? That who is the same might be strength, exalt, and rise Christ from the dead, and seated Him in the right hand. So I'm right hand, I will go to heaven. If you are left-handed, you're not going to go to heaven. I'm joking. For far above all the rulers and authority, the power and the domination, and every name that is invoked, not only the present of age, but also in the one to come. And the God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be the head over everything for the church which is his body and the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. There's no other name that will change South Africa but the name of Jesus Christ. Chambe is not going to change South Africa. Buddhism is not going to change South Africa. But the name of Jesus Christ will change South Africa. Allow me to pray for this word of the Lord. Father, we thank you. We thank you, Lord, there is no other name but the name of Jesus Christ. Father, we cry to you. We ask you, Lord, that you rule over South Africa. You rule over in us. Jesus, we want to let it go of trying to do things in our own strength. But we say we want you, Jesus, to be in control. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm not yet finished preaching. Can we look at Luke 14, verse 25? This is a message version. It amazed me. It says, if you don't find it, I'll read it for you. One day when the large crowd of the people were walking along with him, Jesus turned and told them, anyone who comes to me but refuse to let it go, can anyone say let it go? Of the father, mother, spouses, children, brothers, sisters. So you must let it go, everything. Everything. This is what Jesus says. We must let it go, everything. And I thought I was going to, I didn't thinking when I was reading that scripture, that maybe they will say, anyone who comes to me but refuse to let it go of Maybe they, was, they mentioned mother and, and father and children and brothers, and maybe they will leave my wife alone on the air. But it says it with my wife as well. So, I actually, I'm not going to go to heaven if my wife, I'm still clinging on her, but we must both seek him and we all serve together. 
So even one, even one of your own self, you must die. Joachim mentioned that last week, that we have to let it go for ourselves. Cannot be my disciple. And anyone who will not shall his own cross will follow me cannot be my disciple. And the Lord has been speaking to me the power of letting it go. Maybe you are still clicking on something because you don't want to trust God. But today, I want to let you know that you have to start trusting God and letting it go. Because if you don't let it go, you don't trust Him fully in God. Maybe there's a new beginning. Maybe the relationship is not healthy. And the Lord is telling you, let it go so I can come through to this relationship line. I had a, a story which is amazing. I'm glad that Sarah is she's here of letting it go. I went to Underbeck. I was young. I could not swim. It's a very embarrassing moment. But when I was preparing my preach, I thought, this is very principle of the power of letting it go. So we went to one of the big dams, and this guy, he had the boat. And I thought, I know what I'm doing, as usual. It's, a, it's called water skiing. So there's a boat, and there's a rope, and then you hold on on the boat like this. And then, obviously, the guy in the boat tells you, one, two, three, I'm going. So you'll be sitting on the water like this. And then the boat, whatever, turns, and then you, that's a game. But I did not know what I was doing. I did not know how to swim, first of all. I had a love jacket. I was brave enough to go to that because as Zulus, me and water are not friends. And I thought there was crocodiles there. I thought there was a big snake because it's a dam. And this guy says, okay, let's go. It was the most embarrassing moment in my life. But I want to tell you of not letting it go. So the boat starts. So he told me the whole instruction, everyone, they were ready, and I, I got this. I got this. I'm sorted. Don't worry. So, boom, and says, one, two, three, go. I, I start standing there. And then for some reason, I thought, this thing is going fast. <laughs> and I don't know how to ski. And then I was on the floor. And the boat is pulling me, and I'm not letting it go on that rope. <laughs> and the water, guys, is so, eh? My mind is thinking, I'm not going to let it go. Because if I let it go to this rope, maybe the crocodile will kill me, here. Eh? Maybe I will die. Maybe there's something will happen. Every sort of thing is going in my mind. 
And eventually, my pants just start ripping it off. <laughs> and there's me on this thing. And I'm trying to communicate to the driver. I'm saying, listen, buddy, I lost my, my whole process of cover my, me because I'm ashamed. Look at what Adam did. The guys, they don't get it. On the boat, there's girls. And I don't want them. And then I made a decision. If I did not make a decision in the middle of letting it go, those girls, they will see all my nakedness. So I let it go. And eventually I had a laugh jacket so I could f- float. And I'm looking for my pants. I don't find them. <laughs> and they're tears they're everywhere around. And the guys, they come back. And I'm trying to chase them. Yay, yay, yay. Don't, don't bring the girls. Go that side first. Take the girls, we're on the quiet parks, and the farm is like about 10 kilometers from the dam. So we're on the quiet parks, and I'm thinking, shish, this is not good. So they come back, and they look for my pants. The guys who can swim, they don't find it. And then eventually other guys, they found my pants. They were ripped off because of the water. I'm so everywhere. And then... And... And this reminds me, when we are in sin, you look at the book of Genesis, they did not realize they were naked. And but Jesus had to, God had to take the animal to cover them. They used the leaves. And the leaves, they can crawl and be finished. But he actually covered them with an animal. Something that will last longer. But the end of the story there, they chased the girls out and they organized some leaves for me to cover my whole nakedness. I was out and then I was big leaf. It was a big one, you know. <laughs> and I had to climb in the quiet park while I'm naked like that. And I don't know who was driving the quad bike, but I feel sorry for that guy. And I had to get my dress. But the message, if I still keep holding on that, I was going to be hurt. It took for me to let it go. Because I was feeling all sort of pain. The water is sore. When it's pulling you, I'm hitting on my head, my arm, and everything. Church when we're trying to hold off something that is hurting us, it's not good, it's not healthy for us. We needed to let it go. I've got a picture. If you go to Western Park, I drop my kids all the time there. It makes me amazed to see those big trees. When you see them, you think they are dying. There's nothing there. The life of those trees is finished. But when you stand and go there now, they had to let it go to those other leaves so they can bring a new leaves again. Stop holding something and don't trust God. You must let it go so the Lord will bring you something. The reason for those trees, they give new leaves and they let go the old ones, it's because they're fully depending and trusting in God that the Lord will make them shine again. 
We try to hold in one thing all the time. It's all about me. It's all about my family. But the power of letting it go, it's so good. I've learned that Jesus Christ, he's the one who reigns over us. There's a moment where things are not going well with my people in my family. It's the time of letting it go and trust the Lord that will reign over them. Let the Lord reign over your life. Let be the one who's changing you. The people of Israel, they were complaining to Moses, why are we leaving this place now? But they were set free and they had to be let out in the slavery and they'll be out and I love the song every time my kid sings it Pharaoh Pharaoh let my people go yeah 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 the people of Israel they had to actually be set out from Pharaoh's oppression they were oppressed because they had to go to the new what the Lord has promised for them. It took them 40 years to be delivered. I'm not going to say to you, it's going to be one day, whatever you're clinging on, but it will be the time where you're going to be set free. It was a delay. I like it because it teach me the whole process of Moses taking the people to this other side. They were complained. They were all out of things. But he obeyed and trusted God that God will do something. When things they were not right, he said, God, I could not do this. And said, Moses, what do you have in your hand? What do you have in your hand? He said, I just got the sticks. What I'm telling you, church, you have a love of Christ in your hand. Start to give it out and let it go and give it to other people. The blind man was sitting for many years looking to be delivered. He wanted to see. He had the coat which he was given by the government so he can beg because he's sitting there and asking for money so he can survive. But what he had to do, he had to let it go and seek for Jesus Christ to deliver him. No one actually could change the situation of the blind man. But when Jesus Christ came to his life, he had to let it go off the coat and throw it away. And that was the time where he was healed. He was sitting with that court for many years. Where is Mandy? Can he be my demonstrator, please? Look at that. They are cute, eh? This is for you. 
what is the name of that? <laughs> Eyes. Ah. I don't know what his name, by the way. Connie, okay. I want you to have this picture. God is standing there and said, Mandy, I have something big for you. And Mandy is holding on, just give him a cuddle. He said, I don't want to let it go to eyes. I don't want to leave eyes. I'm happy with eyes. I love him so much. And then Mandy said, no, 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 I don't want to let it go. And this is hurting Mandy because God is not the God of saying that, Mandy, if you don't want to let it go of that, I'm not going to give you nothing. He's not going to say, hold on that forever. But his promise are yes and amen. So as God walks to Mandy, Mandy, give me that. And Mandy, no, no, no. I want to do this in my own. But when Mandy allows God, he's got a little thing, and God has got a big thing. He's got a big thing. He said, Mandy, I'm happy to take this. It's not going to hurt you, but I want to give you a big thing. It's yours. I want to give you something when you let it go, something that you think you're depending on. Allow God in your work environment to be the one that is ruling over. In your sickness, if you're not well, allow him to say, God, I'm going to trust you to heal me in Jesus' name. In your finances, don't think that I have this little small thing. But allow him, because he's got big plans for your life. Thank you, man. He's taking it now, it is. No. <laughs> I want to close with these scriptures. John 3, verse 16. For God so loved the world that who gave his only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have entire life. When I read that the scriptures of Ephesians it says that you must love God's people. Isaiah 41 verse 10 Fear not for I am with you for I am your God. I will strengthen you and I will help you. And I will, hold, I, will, I will hold you with my righteousness. Jeremiah 29 verse 11. For I know the plans I have for you. Declare the Lord's. The plans for you, not for your evil, to give you a future and hope. Luke 1 verse 37. For nothing would be impossible with God. Luther, nothing. Nothing. If you are holding on something today, I want you to know that you must let it go. Because God will give you a new thing. 
and there's nothing impossible in God. Psalm 46, verse 10. Be still. Be still. Be still. And know that I am God. And I will exalt you among the nations. And I will exalt you with the earth. We are living in a chaos world. We needed to be still and know that he is God. Philippians verse 4, verse 6 and 7. Do not be anxious about anything. But in everything by prayer and supplication, with giving thanks, let your request be made known unto God. And the peace of God which surrounded all understanding will guard you with your heart and your minds in Christ. Can we trust God? I want to close in prayer. If you are holding of not forgiveness, if you are still sitting here, you have hatred in your life of some situations. Today, I don't want you to leave this place without letting that go. If you have fully attached in your finances and thinking this is the only thing that will make me go, I want you to let it go, the finance, and trust God. If your business is something that has been clicking in in you, I want you to let it go. Because it says in the scripture, in Luke, we must let it go. So we can be the disciples of Jesus Christ. In your organization, in your family, it's time now to give it to God. And this is the one who will change the whole situation. So if you are struggling to forgive for someone this morning without coming to the front. I want us all stand up and ask the Lord to give you strength and the wisdom to let it go. I don't know what are you struggling with, but today I want you to know that Jesus Christ will set you free. Can you all stand up? If you have something that you want to let it go today, just raise up your hand wherever you are. I don't know what is it, but the Lord knows. And I want to pray with you. Jesus, I stand before you. And Lord, I trust you. Lord, I trust you in this morning. I trust you that whoever raised their hands, Lord, you are God of miracle. You are a way maker. But I pray that whatever they're trying to click on, 
they must let it go in Jesus' name. Jesus, I thank you for this morning. I thank you, Lord, whatever, when we're holding on something, we're trying to do these things in our own strength. But, Father, I pray in this morning that we must let it go into your hands. Father, I give glory to you, and I give you praise. It's in your hand. It's in your hand. I thank you, Jesus, for what you're doing amongst this life now. I thank you, Lord, that as we leave this place, we're not going to be the same again. I thank you, Lord, for your word that will be the seed that will go to Thank you, Jesus, for set your people free. In Jesus' name. Amen.